just trying to help to pull. Yeah, I stuffed it up for once. About <laughs> <laughs> time. It's not yeah, just I know. me doing the outro stuff enough, it's you stuffing the intro. That's I'm going to blame COVID on that one. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll just leave it. Let's try and help to go to podcast. There we go. I got it out. <laughs> yeah. What's your name, Jason? Jason. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Luke. So, yeah, welcome to the show, guys. Tonight, we've yep. actually got a very special guest on. And, uh, yeah, man, you absolutely uh, buckled that one. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. I love it. We'll leave it. Same. Yeah, tonight, so, guys, we've got uh, Jesse Campbell on tonight. It's going to be a really awesome uh, podcast. Jesse's a local Sydney lad that's right into herping photography and he's also into relocating Sydney snakes with Reptile Relocation Sydney. Jesson. Yes, Jesson. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, welcome Jesse. to the show, mate. Thank you. Yeah, what an introduction. Jeez, we absolutely butchered that one. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> one. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for having me. No, no, you're uh, more, than, more than welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. I might kick off the first question, eh? See if yeah, I can go for this it, yeah. up. So what, what got you basically stuck in, into reptiles as a young fella? Well, I was, I used to be like terrified of snakes. I used to yep. like, and I used to like think, oh, like the only good snake's a dead snake. My dad sort of made me think that as well because he had that, he grew up with that sort of being surrounded by that kind of mentality. And then, um, I don't know, after footy one day when I was like 11, I had a sleepover at my mate's house. And he had a diamond python. He had a bearded dragon. He had a couple of turtles and he had an axolotl. And I was like too scared to even hold the bearded dragon. And yeah, he basically like just put it on me. And um, I don't know, basically that entire time sleeping over at his house was just spent with his reptiles. And it blew my mind that they weren't what they were made out to be. Like I just couldn't believe that they were so cool and they like, the diamond python wasn't coming to attack me. It wasn't biting at all. It was just the calmest thing ever. And I couldn't believe it. And especially the bearded dragon was what got me hooked. Um, and so after that, I was like, fire out. This is sick. I went home and I just watched videos on bearded dragons and lizards. And like, I would spend all day just watching videos on people keeping bearded dragons. And I was, every day I'd work on my parents and be like, I've got to get a bearded dragon. I want a bearded dragon so bad. And then like three months later, um, it came around to my birthday and I'd been doing research on keeping them and everything for, for months. And I got my first bearded dragon and I, like, it was, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And it's just snowballed from there. It started, it started off with like just a bearded dragon and then it went more into like captive things. I got a blue tongue next and then it's sort of like, now it's, these days it's more out in the bush. Um, but I still do keep a few things, but yeah, it's just snowballed from there and taken off. It's funny how quickly it can escalate. Yeah, right? it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So what are you keeping now? Because you've got a few enclosures there behind you. Yeah, I do. Um, so this is my room. I've got two Boyds there, two little Boyds. Um, I've got a night tiger in that one. Oh, nice. And then nice. Out, outside I've got a water python. I've got a blue tongue lizard. And then down downstairs I've also got a Deviz banded snake, which is sick. That's probably my favorite thing. Well, the, the coolest thing I own. Um, nice, yeah, yeah. sick as. What What do they like to keep? They're all right. I don't, I don't really handle it too much. It bites absolutely everything that it touches, and it's so fast. But it's sick to look at. Like I'll come in, I'll come home from work and go shine the light in its enclosure, and it's just out there, just waiting in ambush, just sitting there. It's so cool seeing it do its own thing. Yeah. 
they're one of those species that you don't see getting around the hobby too much. Yeah. Like you're probably yeah, one of the only other people that I know apart from um, Mitch who's got one. Yeah. 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 Um, hopefully, because Mitch um, got his off my boss that I catch snakes for. Um, and we're, we were planning on trying to breed mine with his um, eventually. And that'd be really cool to have to start getting a few more divis in the hobby. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they're hard to come by. I was waiting for ages to see one and then um one just randomly popped up one day and i jumped on it as soon as i saw the post and it's all happily eating and everything i'm assuming because yeah. Like yeah it doesn't eat off the tongs but if i just leave a little little mouse in there overnight it'll smash it come back be gone the next day nice. yes that sounds like my boigers my boigers are the same like they're quite happy to drop feed essentially yeah it, yeah it took me ages to get my boiger feeding um there was a problem like once you put the food in its mouth it'll take it but it wouldn't eat off the tongs or anything. And then I don't know, like one day after like a year and a half, it just snapped and just yeah. magically took it. And now now it'll, it won't eat off the tongs still. It's kind of gone funny, but it'll, if you just put it in overnight, it smashes it. So yeah, still happy with that. I, I, mine are weird. Like some days they'll take it off the tongs quite happily, like they're ferocious. Yeah. And then some days they're just like, nah, just leave it on my ledge for me and I'll get yeah. to it when I get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're cool, but I love not tigers. I love boigers. Um, yeah. I'd love to keep more clues. I'd love to get a tree snake or, and I wish you saw more, more species like keelbacks and stuff in the hobby. I think yeah. they'd be so cool. Yeah. That's one thing we don't have in the Australian hobby, yeah. right? It's heaps of colubrids. Like, yeah. Uh, there's still a few of them out there. Yeah. Yeah. Even slaty snakes, I think it'd be sick to keep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you don't see them popping up at all, really. Nah. It's like any of those, uh, those sorts of things. Like even all the, the, R1 Lapids you're allowed on license. Like you can't yeah. get any of them because they're all yeah, feeders right. and they're yeah, not exactly. held in numbers. And you need yeah. to keep one of those for two years before you can go to an R2. But yeah. it's so hard to find the things on R1 because I was going to try and upgrade to my Venomous keeping license and I didn't have anything on R1. Um, yeah. and you don't see them popping up. So as soon as I saw that DeVere's as well, I was like, I've got to get that. Um, what what, what, um, what class are they on on the license? They're on R1. DeVere's R1, yeah. It's surprising that they're on R1. They're certainly... Their venom certainly does pack a bit more of a punch than something like a whip snake. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you said your dad was a kind of, you know, the only good snakes a dead snake kind of mentality. So, I know that you and your dad go on trips kind of regularly yeah. now. So, did you kind of change his perspective on reptiles? Yeah. yeah so, um, once the I started wanting to go out herping more, I'd watch more herping YouTube videos and stuff like that. Um, he started coming along to make sure that I was safe because I was yeah. still really young. I think I was like 12. Um, he didn't want me wandering around the bush by myself. And especially cause he like, he thought and that snakes chase you. And so he was obviously worried about that. And then just by coming out in the bush with me and we were catching things and I'd show them to him and he'd be taking photos and stuff. Um, he slowly started getting more and more into it. And now we're pretty much, he comes on all the trips we go on and he's catching snakes and he's loving it. That's kind of crazy because That's awesome. the, the way that I've kind of seen you from social media and, and your dad from kind of like afar, essentially, is I actually thought that you may have learned a lot from him, not vice versa. So that's kind of cool yeah. to see it, the shoe on the other foot, so to speak, because yeah. quite often you yeah. see, you know, it being passed down to son or daughter or such, but yeah, definitely. Not, not often yeah. that it goes up the chain. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. it um, So it started off with him... Like I like I wouldn't be allowed to handle 
like catch snakes if we were out in the bush, like venomous snakes. I'd yep. have to like work my way up. So I'd catch like a diamond python, like diamond pythons and tree snakes and stuff. And then, and then once I'd prove to him that I can catch them without getting bitten, he'd let me do whip snakes and stuff. And then took ages and convincing mum as well, but he'd finally let me go catch things like black snakes and copperheads and that. And then, um, yeah, now it's, I've shown him that I can do it without getting bitten and he's a lot more comfortable with it. And I've done the handling course and all that. Um, and it's, now it's him, him catching things, and I've got to tell him <laughs> what he can and can't catch. That's that's all. You don't really. That's a story that you don't really hear much like no. much of, really. Like yeah, both people come in full circle. Does he? Do you still live at home, or do you live? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So does does he enjoy having like your yeah. reptiles and that there as well? Like yeah. he feeds them and does all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, he loves feeding the boys and watching the boys eat and stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. It is cool, um, and it certainly cool. helps as well with convincing mum to let me do things because he wants to do them as well especially yeah. with Swift. yeah that's we've, awesome we've been trying to get mum into it i reckon she'll come around yeah she's, not she's gonna find what she wants yeah what she likes yeah well she's scared of frogs she's been terrified ah, okay. of her whole life so that's yeah. kind of thrown a spanner in the works but i reckon we'll get there yeah yeah, I was going to say maybe you should show her some cute that's what I was geckos say. or something yeah. like that, but maybe yeah. that's not so good if they look because they do look a little frog-like. Yeah, yeah. Even some spiny tails yeah. or something she might, you know. Yeah. Well, she loved my beauty when I had it. Yeah, okay. I love that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah. a start. There you go. Yeah. So. They are a good set, like segue animals to get into, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. further into reptiles. Like beauties, you just can't go wrong with. Yeah. You can Very see why they've taken and... off in the States. Yeah. Like. Yeah. such such good pets so. yeah we've um when we go on trips we've convinced mum to um she can feed the boys so she'll get the crickets on the tweezers and stuff so i can we are making good progress with that she'll oh, feed the boys off the tweezers and stuff i think if you can do that then you've you've pretty much got it 100%. Yeah. yeah you know if you can get if you can get somebody to deal with bugs who's not real keen then yeah you know that's pretty good going yeah i mean you're probably not going to get a tongue feed at deviz but yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Oh, well, at least at least snakes, you can kind of just yeah. tell it to leave yeah, alone, or you know, top of yeah. a water bowl from far yeah. or something. It's yeah, so well, I just meet an heebie-jeebie sometimes, though. Yeah, I can't do grasshoppers. I've got a mad phobia of grasshoppers, and a lot of my mates take the piss out on me when we're out in the bush. <laughs> they'll find a grasshopper and they'll purposely like throw it on me when I'm taking photos or something. <laughs> it skits me out. Yeah, well, some of them pack a bite too. Some of those grasshoppers. Yeah. We had a massive one downstairs last week. It, they look terrifying. They look like little aliens. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. I'm going to have to remember that one just in yep. case I do catch you out. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, um, oh, sorry, go you, on. No, no, you go, man. Yeah, I, um, well, no, the, the only reason I'm scared of them because I woke up one morning when I was like 10 and there was this big fat grasshopper in my bed and it was squashed because I'd rolled on it in my sleep. Full <laughs> 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 lips. So since then, I've, yeah. A little Not bit yet. of trauma. <laughs> yeah. I tell you yeah. what, they breed them big in the arid country too. Because, yeah, no. Yeah. You yeah. Like stop for them all the time going, is that a gecko? Is that a gecko? And then yeah. Like, nah, <laughs> yeah. just run over it now. <laughs> when we yeah. were in the NT, it was like grasshopper plagues. Mm. And you can imagine my friends had a, f- a good bit of fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been horrible. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. do you want to just kind of like give a brief description to our audience of what it's like herping in Sydney, you know, like the kind of yeah. habitats and stuff and yeah, pockets as such? So there's a like within the Sydney region, there's a bunch of different habitats 
And um, there's a bunch of different things that you can be looking for. So like what this season, I've been going, hoping more the upland swamps and stuff around Darabal, things like that. Cause my mission has been to crack the local type, like the tiger snakes and the mustard bellies down there. Um, so I've been just hitting that hard. I was even, I was down there last night and today. Um, so I've been going that hard for tiger snakes and mustard bellies. And of course you'll find things like all the black snakes and swamp snakes and things like that. Um, and then there's like the dry, the dry sandstone forests and things you can walk and you get things like broadheads and brown tree snakes and diamond pythons of a night. Um, there's the rainforest and stuff. You can get, it's good for the diamond pythons, tree snakes. Um, there's just a bunch of different habitats and it really depends what you're looking for. A lot of the time, if like, there's this, like you can just drive an hour down south and you can get copperheads and white lip snakes. You can go like two hours north and you'll be getting Stevens bandits and dwarf crown snakes and stuff. Yeah. So like we're kind of in a good spot that in the sense that you can go north, like you can go north, west or south and there's going to be something new within a couple of hours. Yeah. So you can, you can often do day trips and um, just get a bunch of different species. Yeah. But yeah, the, the upland swamps and stuff have been my go-to this season. I find it so funny too that like throughout – I mean, I can't speak for, for much of other Sydney apart from like the Northern Beaches because that's where I was pretty much locked and loaded for a good period of time. But even in the Northern Beaches, like you get just like little random pockets of like forest or something in between suburbia that can yeah. house so many different varieties of yeah, animals that you right. won't find in the next suburb so easily, yeah. you know? And it's... Yeah. That blows There's my mind. Like, it's insane how many things you can find with like so close to people's homes. Mm, yeah. And you um, don't realise that half of the yeah. stuff's there that yeah. close. Yeah, pe- people li- like be living and like I'll be walking along the bush and find something basking in somebody like on the way to the bush, something in someone's front yard and they'll have no idea that it's there. Yeah. yeah. Or you'll be walking through the bush and people wouldn't have seen it. They'll walk right past a brown snake or something. It's just yeah. sitting there. Yeah, it's, some of the species have adapted so well. Yeah, it's crazy how if you're not looking, you miss so much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, mate, when I'm looking, I miss so much. Like, really? yeah, <laughs> so I, I often wonder, like, I'd probably cringe at all the cool things that I've walked past and just not seen. Yeah. There's going to be insane things, on, like, for everybody, really. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Especially yeah, that target species. You know, you go on a trip and you've yeah. got that target species and you yeah. could have been, like, a metre from it and not even seen yeah. it. Or you turn left and if you turned right, you would have got it. But yep. Yeah. Or look down instead of up or something. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds like me going to the NT looking for mulga monitors and walking around the bloody mulga trees. Like, I'm sure there's a thousand of them staring at me, but... Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Probably saw you coming a mile away and <laughs> yeah, exactly. somewhere. I was walking um, a track at night looking for broadheads with my dad and um, we'd walked for, like, for hours and seen nothing. And um, I was... He was like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to sit down for five minutes. So I, I went for a walk and I was like, all right, so I'll shine the left side on the way up and on the way back down, I'll shine the right side. And instead of sitting down, he just slowly walked behind me. And um, I was like five minutes into the bush and I just hear him yelling. And I come back and, of course, on the side that I wasn't scanning, that was the biggest broadhead we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun to come onto the track. It's like, right, lucky he was there to find that. So but, yeah. do you want to just kind of tell our audience a little bit about like what it's like, what the habitat's like to find broadheads? Because I'm, I'm hopefully going to find, yeah. hopefully going to find my first this weekend. I'm leaving yeah, my nice. local areas. So um, yeah. 
yeah, so they love that sandstone habitat. Um, it like even like even in heath heathy kind of habitat. Like I found broadheads in just crossing through heath where it doesn't look like there's any sandstone around. But um, in southern Sydney, just about all that sandstone country is just really good for broadheaded snakes. They love it. Um, and it seems like the mild nights are the best for them. Yeah, yeah. okay. So like between probably 17 to 21 degrees seems like the best time for them. And generally like later at night, probably after 10 o'clock. Okay. Um, but I haven't gone looking for them this season. Because I've been every night, I've been hoping locally. I've been going for tiger snakes. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. And the the main track that everyone goes to looking for them does my head in. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always get skunked there, so I've been steering clear of that one. No, fair enough. It, it, yeah. it, it kind of feels like me at my local spot as well. It's like everyone yeah. always stumbles across adders, and yet they seem to be like the bane of my existence there. You know, like that night that was that the, was that the spot that I ran into you at? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, I got the Simon found one just before he got to me. Yeah, and then you guys found one, but you were in the car, like yeah. miles away. And I'm yeah. just like, fuck, I'm in the wrong spots at each given time. And you guys got yeah. a boiger and stuff that night. You you got a fair fair bit of stuff. Yeah, we got bandy bandies, boigers, diamonds, adders, Burtons. Yeah, I think that was. I think that was it. Um. But yeah, it's like that. When you want to see something, everyone will find them. But you, even if it's something common, like a, a red belly. Yeah. Like I remember when red bellies were something I was targeting real hard, and like they're not they're not hard to find at all. But it took it took me months before I, before I could actually find one. But yeah, you learn you learn while you're doing that. You learn a lot from, and it makes things. That's the best thing about herping as well is that like you don't find everything when you want to find it. You got to yeah. earn it makes it so much more satisfying and so much more exciting when you do see something. you got to put the time in. Yeah, That's it, 100%. Yeah, I definitely yeah. understand that. Yeah. Yeah, Sydney's definitely one of those kind of – nobody really thinks about going herping in Sydney, but it is actually a pretty good location to be able to plonk down, catch up with a lot of people and be able to travel to so many different areas of it, you know, yeah. southwest, north, wherever. But, yeah, 100%. you can find a hell of a lot of stuff here. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Um. I think I used to like want to move up to the central coast, um, live up there. But I feel like living in Sydney's for a, for like for a herp is kind of like the perfect spot for me at least because then I'm within like an hour and a half of like the Blue Mountains or North Sydney, North of Sydney, or like the Southern Highlands if I want to go there. Um, Fish River is only like two and a half hours out west, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's like everything's relatively close and easy to go to. Yeah, it yeah. does make it nice and easy. Yeah. So as you said before, you've been hunting tiger snakes pretty hard. So is it safe to say that venomous snakes seem to be like your thing to find at the moment? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're always fun. I think my two favorite groups are probably frogs and elapids. Yeah. Um, yeah, venomous snakes are always fun to see. Um but yeah, I, I froth frogs as well. I reckon they're sick. Yeah, I'm into frogs at the moment. Thanks. To yeah, Luke, so. they're so cool. There's um, I don't know. I just love. I'm not sure what it is, but they're pretty good to take photos of too. I think they are. And I, yeah, actually, I think one of the things I love most about photographing frogs is you can, they're almost 
like 99% of the time, you can just take a photo of it in situ. Yeah. yeah. And they just sit there. And I, like in situ, for herping photography is way better than when you pose things. And it's, it's just so much nicer just being able to walk around and just take a couple of quick photos, move on to the next frog or keep walking yeah. or something. Instead or even that, that same frog, like it'll jump into a couple yeah. of different spots in yeah, that same it, little yeah. area and it's completely yeah. like it might be a little bit higher up, jump down a little bit mm-hmm. lower and it's a completely different composition than yeah. the last one. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, that's like with um, like a lapid, it's a lot harder to get sort of in situ photos. Yeah. Um, and nice sharp photos. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I, I yeah, always enjoy seeing frogs when they're out. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think my favourites are red-eyed tree frogs. Like they're not rare, but every time I go up, like north of Sydney, seeing them, I get so excited. I just absolutely love them. I reckon probably just because when I was a kid, that was like the main frog that I knew. Yeah, that was like, like I had a big stuffed toy of a red-eyed tree frog, and I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> and, and hearing them calling as well. I just I, I froth them. They're probably my favourite frog, to be honest. Yeah, I do like them too. Yeah, they're one that I always get drawn back to. You know, as soon as mm. I sell them, like a year later, I'm like, oh, maybe I should get yeah, some more so red striking. eyes or something. Yeah. yeah, are they good to keep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. easy as. Oh, Jason's yeah. got mine now. Yeah, I've got them. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I thought about getting into keeping frogs for a while. Um, I probably I'm probably gonna get like. Once I'm finished with uni and everything, I'm probably going to start keeping a few things, a few more things. And I'd like to keep a couple of frogs, but at the moment, I just don't reckon I'd be able to do it. Mate, if you can keep boids, you can keep frogs. Yeah. 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 True. Like, if you honestly, can tolerate the noise if it's in your room, that's the other thing as well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ones I've got aren't bad. Like, I can't, I'm there in a separate shed, but you know, that don't call as much as I thought they would, but compared mm. to like, some of the other frogs in the area, like yeah. if they're in your room and you're trying to sleep, you reckon you'd, yeah. you'd struggle to sleep. I'd love sure. it. I reckon it'd be so cool. Sometimes I'll leave my window open. We have just like five crinia sunny for a calling in the front yard. And I just, I just like to listen to them. Sometimes yeah. that'll be like a bunch of different calls and you'll hear them like going back and forth. I like that kind of puts me to sleep. Yeah. I, I agree. But yeah, when it's right in your ear. Yeah. 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 True. It I think maybe because you have the option to shut the window as well, That's, like just yeah, to mute it a little true, bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, not that, yeah. that might play into it a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That little filler <laughs> crower that Jason's got at his place, I used to have to shut this bedroom door and my bedroom door just to drown him out because he'd just keep going all <laughs> night. He's, <laughs> That's he one made, he's made a few appearances tonight. Yeah, <laughs> he seems a little yeah, bit more yeah. subdued where where he is at your place, though. He seems yeah. to be yeah. not so loud. At least my son's always happy. got his face in the glass looking for him. So, <laughs> yeah. but it's funny yeah, because they'll, they'll come sit on that log every time they're ready for food. They'll sit on that that um, log down the bottom. Yeah, they're funny like that, aren't they? Oh, you almost got trained. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely get into frogs. I reckon they're underrated. Yeah. People think they're really, really hard to keep too, but I just found if you set it up in a very basic bioactive tank with just a big water bowl that you clean yeah. regularly, that yep. seems to be the easiest way that I've ever kept frogs. Whereas yep. I've had yeah. like sterile environments and stuff like that for them and they just seem to just not thrive. Yeah. Yeah, they've got um, magnificent tree frogs at work and bell frogs and stuff and they're, they're all relatively straightforward to keep. Yeah. So too crazy. Whereabouts are you working these days? Uh, Symbio. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So um, what's your kind of like main role there? Reptiles. I'm a reptile keeper. Yeah. A couple of days a week. It, I love it. It's so good. I don't I think I've ever been to Symbio. I haven't either. It's good. I love it. <clears throat> nah. I've, I've always wanted to go down there, um, but yeah, yeah, I've never never been there. Yeah, right. Yeah. I still haven't been to um, Sydney Zoo. I've been hanging out to go for that. For, Is that the new one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're we'll thinking of taking my son there for his birthday. But yeah, yeah I haven't cool. been there either, so. Yeah. I drove past it a few times. It looks awesome. Yeah. I um I went to the reptile park last week for the first time in like five years. It's so There's so much more stuff than when I was last there. It's such a good – I love the Reptile Park, eh? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, That's I fantastic. go there pretty regularly, at least yeah. once a year, so. Yeah, yeah, nice. I'm only up the road from it. I used to live literally like five minutes from it because I oh, really? in, in carry on, so. Yeah, cool. At least don't throw from it. But, nice. Um, That's sick. Yeah. I, sometimes I feel like they could have more Australian reptiles on display, like some of the mm. more yeah. unique stuff that you don't really see mm. anywhere else, but, I mean – you know, yeah, they've got some awesome exotic stuff there too. So. They do. Yeah, I love their um, rough scaled python enclosure. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah oh, I, I love that. There in a bit. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. been meaning to get yeah. up and see Jake. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so just kind of to bring it around to herping a little bit, can we just ask what are some essential supplies that you take with you when you go out for a night or a weekend trip? Yeah. Um. Well, I always bring my camera bag. And my camera bag. <laughs> I've got um, I've got like a first aid kit, um, with snake bandages and that that sort of stuff in there. I've also added an EpiPen, um, yep. to that and my asthma puff because I've got asthma, so I chuck that in there as well. Um, but the EpiPen just in case anyone has an allergic reaction to anything. Yeah. Because um, yeah. Um, so I got that. Um, most of the time I'll take closed-in shoes. Um, water bottle, head head torch. Even if I'm heading out during the day, even for a couple of hours, like today I was only going to head out for two hours and I was out to like five o'clock. So you can't really predict it. So yep. I usually will bring a torch or at least leave one in my car with me. So I've got I've got one there if I do need it. Yep. Um, or if you just want to like, sh- if you see something go into like a crevice or something and you want to shine it in there because the phone light doesn't really do it. Yeah, um, it's not very direct. Yeah. Do you, um, so do you have a favorite kind of like brand of head torch that you use? I just use the lead lenses. Yeah. Seem to be the common common go to. Yeah. It looks onto it. Yeah. Pretty They're, nifty um, one at the moment. We also get Bunnings, like the, the handheld torches from Bunnings. Yeah. Um, those are those are actually good. They're pretty cheap and they're just good for, they're just really bright, just shining long distances. And when you're driving, just cruising out the window, shining on the sides or shining up trees and stuff. What ones they're are they? Like, I'm is it the sure Bunnings brand or is it like a... No, nah, it's just they just the torches that they sell there. They've just got yep. a bunch of handheld torches. And um, at BCF, they sell a few good torches too. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah. I just recently bought this one here, which is an Olight nice. yeah. Perrin, Perrin 2, Pre-Run 2 or something like that. I saw that yeah. um, Adam Bryce bought one. And I was just like, yeah. well, I've never really invested money in a torch apart from like 50, yeah. 60 bucks sort of thing. So yeah. I thought I'd give one a go. And I mean, I haven't taken it out herping yet, but I've just yeah. like been herping in the room here or whatever at night. And I'm going, oh, yeah. this, this thing's pretty bloody yeah. bright. So yeah, can you yeah, give that a bit of a go? Something I do like about it is the fact that you can actually like take it out of the headband. So you can actually use it like a oh, that's cool. like a handheld yeah, then. Huh? So you yeah. can. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. One of the um, problems I've got with my head torch, this, my dad's got a different um, head torch, but when I leave it on, it just slowly starts to get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. Yeah. Um, Do you leave it on full ball? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not connected to a battery pack. Ah, so okay. It, um, yeah, it just slowly gets dimmer and dimmer. So every like five minutes, I'll turn it off and on again, and then it'll just keep doing that. Like, yeah. it's not that big of a deal, but kind of bugs me a little bit. So I'll either just leave it off and let, until I find something or and just use the handheld or just keep doing that for a while. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I do like the handheld ones too. I was using one of those for ages, but it is yeah. just so convenient to free up your hands if you can with a head yeah, torch. Especially when you're driving and you see something on the road. Yeah. Bumbling yeah. like your phone and your torch and the handbrake and the turning the lights off and everything. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think the only downside is all the bugs get attracted to your face. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. But that's the a bug. To play. On our recent trip to Queensland, the bugs were like, insane i've never seen that many bugs even in like even at fog dam there weren't that as many bugs as there were at, as in queensland or where we were it was it was crazy it, it can blow you away sometimes hey like yeah. yeah i mean when i went to fog dam it was pretty dry but it might be a bit different when we go up there and hopefully yeah. about four weeks time we're, we oh, should nice. be up there so yeah yeah, yeah cool that'd not, be good not that we're counting it down or anything hey nah. jess <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice what are you chasing up there? Everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Everything. I might um I've been talking to Luke Jongens a bit. Um, before the season ends, I'm trying to fit in like three or four nights, fly up there and just go hard and try try and find an Owen Pelly Python for a, a few couple of nights. Um, I've got to tee that up. So I want to do it before uni goes back at the end of March at the start of March. But um, yeah. It's so good up there. I'll um, I'll send you some spots. I've got, for, like, there's plenty of spots up there, but I've got a few spots for some things. Yeah, yeah we're, awesome. going, we're going up there with Luke, so obviously. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're with Luke, you'll find everything then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> going off his photos, we have a better chance yeah. than when you go with me. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. should be He's should be fun. Cracking photos lately. Yeah, yeah, he has been insane. You know, he's been yeah, doing really good. well. He's doing really good. Yeah. So, oh, that how long what's that? Uh, where are we on? Six, five nights, five nights, five, five nights. nights. Yeah. yeah, nice, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But we're, yeah, we're just going to be swagging it and, yeah, you know, staying where we can, sort of thing, which yeah. will be awesome. Because the last time I went there, we were always going back to like a hotel or something like that at the end of the yeah, night, and I, I think that just kind of kills it. Well. Yeah, I haven't swagged it up there before, but when we went in, yeah, it was early Feb, so it'll probably be around the time when you were going. Um, the the humidity up there was insane and um the people we were with tried to swag it for two nights and they they didn't they caved in and started doing hotels as well <laughs> <laughs> but if, if i go up i'll be swagging it yeah it's, it's easier as well yeah definitely you can herp in the day you can just kick back yeah. for a bit and then yeah that's it have a feed go yeah. herp and then roll your swag out and wake up and go and herp again yeah that's it yeah, Jason and I yeah. have been kind of like talking about what we're taking and bits and pieces. And yeah. like one thing I, ju- I was just showing him before is I've got a like takeaway pillow in this little thing. You can just oh, like nice. inflate up. I've got it on eBay for like $17 or something like that. I see. Um, I'm just going to buy a five liter goon <clears throat> cask when I'm up there. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Yeah. And then Stay sleep hydrated on it and sleep on it. That's sick. Yeah. 
No, it should, but, it should um, be good fun. We're really looking forward to yeah. it. So that's why we've been trying to get like a few herpers and stuff on because it's, yeah. it's good to pick people's brains about what people are taking because everyone might say something yeah. different. Like we haven't had an EpiPen before, you know, no, like, that's, that's a great awesome. idea to go, well, yeah. if you, especially if you're in the middle of nowhere and shit hits the fan, like. Yeah, yeah. especially because like, you know, you could get bitten by something, have an allergic reaction, don't even know. Yeah, you're exactly. allergic yeah. to it because you've never yeah. been bitten by it before. So even know. something like a, a boiga, if someone yeah. bit by a they could have an allergic reaction. Yeah. Um, so What's yeah. the expiry dates on those epipens? Uh, I'm not months, sure. I do know that we did have to renew it once since yep. we got it, but um, you, you got to you got to check the expiry dates and yeah, um, keep on top of that. But. It's yeah, it's definitely something worth having in a first aid kit. Yeah, for sure. Sounds like a stupid question, but do you just go to a chemist for one of those? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, another thing you need as well is offline maps. That's a big one. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, my maps always plays. I haven't gone anywhere like completely remote without without it, but usually I use Google Maps and download the offline maps on it. But um, sometimes it just plays up and doesn't work. I know there's a few different apps that people do use for it that are a lot more reliable than Google Maps. I like I like Google Maps though because you can you can pin places and stuff. Yeah. And I also use um that sightings app. Have you heard of that one? No. Is that Hurt it's, Mapper or is that a different it, one? It's um it's different to Hurt Mapper, but it's like it's it's just called sightings on the app store and you can just pin everything yeah. you find there and it's got like all the species names and how many you found and notes and stuff. That's so pretty take cool. Down the times and temperatures and the conditions. I've been a bit slack with it lately, but I did yep. it only went to Queensland. Um, is that like a global one? So if you've pinned it, someone else can see it or is it just your nah, own personal nah, it's thing? it's just your own. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't cool. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know Hurt Map is a bit more of a global one. Yeah. But um, no, that's pretty cool. You can have your own little log. Yeah. I've got a few things on iNaturalist that I've used and chucked up a couple of pins on there just for like, I don't know weird finds and things like out of range and stuff like that just that just like random things on highways and stuff that like dead a dead shines whip snake and dead mertens that was like near tenant creek and stuff like that yeah random things um but nothing that'll give away like crazy spots yeah good spots and stuff like that yeah, yeah. that makes sense but um uh, what what kind of camera setup are you using i've got a nikon d7100 and I've got three different lenses that I use. So I've got the 10 to 20 wide angle. I've got them written down here because I had to check before I came on. <laughs> um, so I've got the 10, 10 to 20 wide angle lens I use. I've got the 18 to 1, 140 mil. So that's just like when I want to take, yeah, like field guide shots and yep. of like bigger lapids and stuff like brown snakes and that sort of thing. And you can get decent headshots from afar with that. And, it, um, and it's easy to get a lot better lighting than with taking field guide shots with it macro lens yep. and a big snake yep. uh, and then i've got the 40 40 mil macro um and then i got i've got a newer tt 560 speed light that i've been trying to use more yeah um and just that white screen diffuser the one that slips um, over the lens yeah so you're getting some pretty good results with that diffuser it um it depends on like what i'm using so like for my field guide shots i'll generally be using that diffuse the um speed light as well yep. as a diffuser um, but for things like the close-up headshots and stuff, I find it really hard. And that's it's my own fault for not practicing with them more. I find it really hard to get the lighting right with the speed light on yeah. for close headshots. So I just ditch that and use the on-camera flash with the diffuser 
for those close head shots. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I really um, do love those kind of shots though. I love the, po- the kind of portraits. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kind of yeah. I love well. heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah. Are, are they kind of like yeah. one of your favorite types of shots to do? Yeah. Um, mine aren't, I'm not like every time I take them, I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, that could be so much better, but I just like taking a photo of just the head of an animal yeah. and have like background and you can put like a few different snake headshots together or like a bunch of lizard headshots or you can mix all of them together and just have a set of like black background macro shots. Mm. And I just really like looking at that, just going through all the macro headshots I've got of things yeah, um, and just comparing them all. And you're using your 40 mil for a majority then? Yeah. 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 Um, but a lot of those, I'm not happy with like the lighting and stuff on them. They need a lot of work, but. But that's just the onboard flash though isn't it yeah that's yeah, yeah. getting so, some good results um, of that onboard flash I'm gonna be trying to sort that at the speed light out and hopefully that'll make things a bit better yeah but yeah uh, i think that's the same speed light that i've got actually although i, oh, I yeah. do not take my camera out nearly as much as what i should practice oh, with. Really? yeah yeah i don't know i find there's too many people doing it already but there's not enough people yeah. filming it so i just kind of like try to compile little clips together and at least yeah. that's something for me to look back at and it actually moves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I um I was meant to be doing that this season. I was gonna start doing my um YouTube videos again. It, I completely forgot, to be honest. Like it's not a habit anymore. I used to film YouTube videos of herping and stuff all the time. Yeah. And like I put a few clips and stuff there, but I don't wanna voice over them. I prefer when I'm like talking at the time about the animals and stuff. Um I've just gotta remember, I've just gotta go out one day. And just be like, okay, I'm just gonna see what I can find and film whatever I can. And I think it's hard too when you're focused on getting pictures as well. So yeah, like definitely. you've got yeah. one mind on the pictures and then the other mind on, on the video, and the video yeah. probably kind of falls to the wayside. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. But see, I just started herping recently. Like I've kept snakes yeah. for years, but never really herped much. But yeah, I just basically taking photos of stuff just for my own record basically yeah so set up an instagram yeah. just for that just so i can record yeah. you know what i've seen it's kind of yeah. kind of for myself as like a, the checklist almost yeah yeah so. it's cool i um i like doing that with a few of the things i've seen as well i've got so many photos that i take and i just don't post them anywhere i never see the light of day <laughs> but then i'll go through like three months later and be like geez that's all right why didn't i post that i mean yeah i always find I, it's kind of a bit more intriguing looking back at them way after the fact yeah, yeah. and you're kind yeah. of like oh that was wicked you know you, you kind of yeah. fall in love with yeah. it all over again whereas yeah. if you're just looking at it when it's fresh you're kind of like oh, i just saw it yesterday or whatever you know yeah. like you're not too keen it'll, on it. it'll bring back the memories and stuff as well when you're looking through those photos yeah, yeah. exactly and yeah. you do have some cracking shots on your instagram there so thank you uh, i'm absolutely loving flicking through them i probably haven't done it properly yeah. but it's, it makes a difference when i'm looking at it on a, on a computer versus a phone as well you know, just yeah, yeah. Just big, yeah. Especially for somebody that needs glasses. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and that awesome. Woma, that Woma is awesome. That must have been, must that have been pretty insane. stoked to find that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I could not believe that. Hey, yeah. That um, it turns out that snake that we found before that that we thought was a Dunmore's is not a Dunmore's snake. Ah. it's actually a yellow nape snake, Furina bernardi. Um, so I thought it was a Dunmore snake and um, I didn't think you got yellow nape snakes around the Brigolo because on the, the distribution maps it says it's out of range but after a few people have 
like suggested it and said that given the reasons why I look at it and I'm like, yeah, that's hundred percent what that was. Um, uh, yellow nail snake. Hmm. That's so cool. But, yeah. Yeah. That's always good finding random stuff. Hey, like it's, yeah. I remember when I was in the NT, I wrongly ID'd a, what was it? It, it was like a type of crevice skink. Um, Margarita, Margarita, as some sort of like really red rock sort of skink in um, West Max. Yeah. I can't remember what I called it. It was like, a, I, thought, I thought I called it like a Tenote or something. <laughs> it's like all butchered, but yeah. all the skink nuts would go, oh my God, I can't believe you found one of these things. And I'm like, oh, really? to me, this is just a skink, you know, like I don't know <laughs> any skink. different, but yeah, cool. I'm glad that yeah. I found something awesome, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. That's mad. That was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, I had... Um something like that. I found this, I completely forgot what it was. I'd found this skink and not taking photos. I thought at the time I should just take a couple of quick photos in case it's something cool. Um, and I was like, nah, I'd, I know what this is. It's this, this little like, um, I can believe like this little Larista or something. And then um, I just sent the photos to a mate or someone had posted the photos who was with us. And everyone's like, no, no, that's this um, really rare kind of, I completely forgot what it was. It's really kind of rare kind of Larissa, and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> shouldn't take a photo." It's always, and that was like, um, what happened in our Queensland trip as well. We'd um, we'd found our first inland marbled velvets, and um, nice. so I took some photos of that, and then, um, like a, a little while after, we'd found a, a Dura elegans on the road, and I'd I was half asleep, and I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, it's just a baby marbled velvet," until so we let it go, and then. I was like, after we let it go, I was like 30 minutes when I was like, hang on, maybe that was something else. And then I was, I looked at the photo and I was like, you're kidding me. I've, I've never seen elegance before either. Um, so yeah, that was a new species that I didn't take any photos. I got one phone photo of it and that was it. Oh, at least you still got one photo at least, yeah, you know, and you've seen it. So. I, I knew, I had a feeling at the time I was like, I've got to take one photo just in case I'm wrong. <laughs> at least you had that to kind of go back and ID it on or whatever. And yeah. You know, yeah. At least you can prove that you actually saw it. But I, th- yeah. I think something that a lot of herpers don't do, well, what this is just my perspective, is like pretty much everybody that's going out is going out to take photos and stuff. I don't think a lot of people kind of really stop to enjoy the animal enough. Yeah, 100%. That's... um. Yeah. One of the biggest things about photography that I've realized as well is a lot of the time it can ruin it. Yeah. It can ruin the finds as well. Like sometimes you get you think more about getting that shot than enjoying the animal. And so it's like you could find the thing that you've been spending your whole trip looking for and you're trying to take photos of it and it just doesn't work. Either the settings are wrong or the animal's not cooperating and you just get frustrated and then it just like ruins the excitement of the find. Yeah. And so then you need to like, there's a lot of the times where you just, you just need to take a step back and you accept you're not going to get the photo, but you just need to spend time enjoying the animal. Yeah. Um, it was like that with our speckled brown snake in the, in the Northern Territory. It We were so stoked to see it, but photographing it just kind of ruined the excitement of finding it. Yeah. Um, and so it was after that trip, I was like, I just need to like take a step back. Like, like you get to see the animal. That's the main thing. And it's a bonus if you do get a nice photo. But like at the end of the day, all that matters is that you get to see the animal and you get to like, it's just about enjoying the animal and enjoying the experience, not getting the photo. That doesn't really 
no, that's just a bonus on the side yeah. sort of thing. 100%. I think that's one of the good things about the frogs too is you can take that Definitely. picture. 100%. They, you know, they sit still. They're very photogenic. Yeah. But then you can yeah. still get that time to enjoy the animal yeah. as well and yeah, the surrounds definitely. and everything. Yeah, I, and when you don't touch them, you can enjoy animals so much. Yeah. More, I feel like mm. just watching them doing their own thing is so much more exciting. And it's just so much cooler than if you just put something under a lid and, yeah. like, watch it. But, yeah. It's crazy the amount of natural behaviours you can see doing that, like, you know. Definitely. seeing like a Burton scurrying around for skinks or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah. or I remember watching this little bandy bandy not long ago. I think it would have been that same night that actually you were out there. And I think I was walking back with a few other people and the little bandy bandy was kind of like cruising around. We were taking a bit of photo, like some photos of it and stuff. And we kind of like, you know, just let it go on its way. And then all of a sudden this little blind snake shot out from underneath this leaf and took off in a different direction. Oh, really? It was like, that's why the bandy bandy was there. Like he was yeah, sniffing around cool. for that. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. a two for one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When we were in um, Narrabri, we found this DeViz and we'd just taken a couple of quick photos of it and let it go. And then out of the corner of my eye, I just see it shooting across the ground and it had stuck its head down a crevice, scared out a frog, and it was chasing this frog along the ground. And it lost the frog and then just kind of sat there and went back to sticking its head down cracks. And I was like, that is so sick. And I just like, put the camera away, put everything away. And I just spent like 10 minutes just following it, watching it forage until it disappeared down the crevice. And that was like one of my favorite encounters yeah. just like ever, just watching it do its thing. Do its thing, yeah. It was so cool. And it was so interesting as well. I was just videoing it all, just watching it do its thing. It was sick. Yeah. Yeah, I did. But, yeah. You got to respect the animal in that sense. You know, like, that's the yeah. thing is like, we all love the animals for being the animals, but you know, as cool as it is to get these cracker shots and man they are cracker at the same time i think yeah people just have to take a step back and at least spend a bit of time 100%. even if it's just a few yeah. minutes going how cool is this that i got to experience this this yeah, definitely yeah a hundred percent yeah i did that um, with that boiga yeah. what they found that night yeah yeah had a quick look took one picture it's just a headshot and i was like i'm happy i saw it and just watched it for a bit and then there's heaps of other people trying to get pictures and yeah like that, um, that red adder that we found that night, you were there, yeah. Luke. Everyone was like trying to get photos and stuff. Um, like it was a mad. Everyone was photographing, it and I looked at it and I was like, "I'm not even gonna try." Like we saw the death adder. I'm stoked that we've seen this death adder. I know what's gonna happen if I try to take photos of the death adder, but I'm just gonna take a quick phone video, and that's all I need. Like it's sick. It's so cool to just watch it. And I was watching everybody get like frustrated trying to take photos yep. of it, and I was like, "Here I am, just loving it, just watching it." knowing i'm not gonna get photos but just seeing it is so much better like that night i don't think i photographed a single thing yeah. but it was so much fun just finding things and spending like real little time with them yeah. and just like taking a couple of quick phone pics and moving on honestly mate i bought i bought two um two cameras back in two late 2017 and, and 2018 and i used them probably for like a year and then all of a sudden yep. i was like you know what? I'm not 100 percent sure this is for me. I just feel like I'm missing out. I'm getting frustrated at these photos and everything, yeah, and that's why 100%. I just take a little clip on my phone and I can go and watch it whenever I want to and see the critter yeah. move or whatever. And yeah, I'm going, that's, that's awesome. That's enough for me, you know. Yeah. And I admire yeah, yeah. everybody else's photography out there. So yeah. you know, I get to enjoy and both another sides. thing. Another thing about photography as well is when you spend time photographing something, you miss a lot of like prime time mm-hmm. while, while you're taking photos. 
like you'll miss like you could find something at the start of like the best time of the night and then spend 10 15 20 minutes taking photos and like in that time you could have found three more of them where you could have found something else you like you you miss a lot of a lot of things as well when you're taking photos and especially in a large group as well yeah 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 i always find that's why i like i like hoping with like less people yeah, yeah. Right. even i like i've been hoping by myself a fair bit lately and i like doing that but I still prefer hoping with just like one or two people when you share the excitement of finding your target species and stuff with them. And yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think sometimes it can be a little bit of a madhouse in certain spots and that's what kind of ruins it because you're, you're yeah. racing around to try to find whatever somebody yeah. else has got or whatever like that. And yeah, that can be a little bit of a nightmare. Um, yeah. But yeah, I always find myself getting like if if I'm out with a lot of photographers, I always seem to be walking so much further ahead of them just because you know I've had yeah. my two minutes yeah. with a critter or whatever like that, and yeah. then yeah, definitely they're lining up for half an hour to take photos. So yeah, that um in the Brigolo when we went, we had a big group, but it was it was great. Like I loved every single person that was on that trip with us. Yeah, and like we didn't spend long photographing animals at all. Everyone would take like, a couple of quick shots and then we'd all move on and we have like so many eyes we'd we, there were i think we had four separate cars cruising yep. so we saw a lot more as well yeah um but yeah that was that was great that's one that group that we went with is one group of people that i would love i love even it, though they are a big group i love hanging out with them and spending time with those people they're great I've, i went herping with them once at the local spot that we we met up at last time um yep. Yeah, uh, Michael just shot me a message and was like, "Hey, we're coming up to your area. You know, you came for a herp." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. hell yeah!" And I didn't realize how many, uh, how big a troop that he was bringing up with him. Yeah. But man, we found so much stuff that night. Yeah. And like those yeah. kids, their eyes are kidding. insane. Yeah, the, those <laughs> kids have insane eyes. They um, yeah, they were finding heaps of stuff on that trip. Yeah. Um, and it's great to see younger kids getting into it as well. Yeah. And they definitely. get into like photography and stuff as well. They've got a couple of them. have got instagram pages and um yeah you imagine where they're gonna be in like four or five years if they're already that good at finding things and yeah. they're already posting taking crack of photos and stuff yeah one right. thing i've noticed with the hobby too mm-hmm. is it's like it's a kind of shifting a lot more towards herping too than keeping yeah. whereas it kind of went started all these older guys with herpers then herpers mm. they turned into keepers and then it went just everyone just went nuts on keeping and now all the young people coming through are just real good herpers. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I feel that's something yeah. I missed out on when I was younger because I didn't really like none of my mates are into reptiles. Like, I had one mate who yeah. was, but we went herping a couple of times. But mm-hmm. yeah, other than that, I didn't really know anyone. So I just kind of had a couple of snakes and sat on the forums and stuff. But yeah, never really went herping. Yeah. So yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's good to see. And like the mm. knowledge that some of these young kids have now is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. That's so good. Yeah. You, you imagine where they're going to be when they're like an adult. Yeah. Like if they stick with it and keep going the way they're going, they, they're going to be going crazy places. And the thing is like they could go into the fields like this. There's, there's so much work that still needs to be done on some of these yeah, like species definitely. and stuff. So like some of these yeah. kids coming through, you know, they could yeah. be describing some new species here and there and 100%. they're just hiding that, under um, sight. Yeah. That, um, that group that we went to the Brigolo with, we always are hitting up the tiger snakes spots together. We always team up and every night having with them, it's so much fun there. I reckon they're probably my favorite group of people to hurt with. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's always, it's always just funny, fun hanging out with them. We're always laughing 
finding and we always find stuff as well because there's always a few cars yeah, yeah. Um, there's always more eyes and there's always those kids who can spot everything that's crazy i don't know they rip shit off you when you step over a small white snake and you don't even realize <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. Keeping no, it's, I heard you talking about that on the last <laughs> podcast with them. <laughs> oh, it's good value. Yeah. So, do you have a favourite herb trip that you've actually been on with your dad? And you know, yeah. why was it so memorable? And what did you find? Um, my very first herb trip with my dad, which came up in our memories, it was six years ago, a couple of days ago. Oh, wow. Um, and we went to Broken Hill. It was our first herb trip ever, and our holy grails were shinglebacks and bearded dragons, and we had three nights on the trip and like looking back on it now, it was really like, it was quite slow. We found three sand monitors. We found some binos geckos. We found five shinglebacks and three bearded dragons. But at the time we thought that was the shit. We thought that was the <laughs> coolest thing ever. And I was so excited finding the first shingleback and that first bearded dragon. Like it was insane. Um, and that was when like the photography sort of kicked off. So dad had his camera and he'd, he, used, he used to take photos of me playing sports and stuff. And he brought it with me and he'd take photos of me like holding the shinglebacks and the bearded dragons. And in every photo, the smile, I've got a smile from ear to ear with all the animals. Like it was just insane excitement. And um, we had, we had like crazy conditions. And looking back on it now, we could have cleaned up out there. Like it was like 47 degree days. And then we'd have an afternoon storm oh. and and we just, we like, oh, we're not going to find anything. It's raining. So we drive home. <laughs> yeah, right. As we're driving home, that's when we found the first shingle back at like 10 o'clock at night. Um, but yeah, that like that first trip and the excitement over finding those things was just crazy. And yeah, I'm, all, I'm always going to remember that one. That's awesome. I think that that sort of thing is always going to be so memorable because, you know, it doesn't matter what the animal is. If, you're, if you've got a target in mind, whether you're a beginner herper or an experienced herper, that excitement's still going to be the same. And then you're always yeah, going to so. graduate up to a different species yeah. and you're going to learn yeah. more along the way. Yeah. But no, that's definitely. Bad. Yeah. I miss those days when like the blue tongue, the blue tongue was a holy grail as well. Yeah. Blue tongue with bearded dragons and a diamond python. Those were like my main, my main things. And yeah, I went off my head every single time I saw one of those. It was insane. But yeah, it's pretty it's awesome. Cool. We got to share that moment with your dad too. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, like the- yeah, we've got like the home video camera out, and we were like, we were cheering all down that person. <laughs> like, it's it's like it's so good to watch back. That's yeah. awesome. But yeah, I, I still have a giggle at myself when I watch my video of me finding the Nephrus Amio. I'm just like, oh Jesus, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just look like yeah, you look like such a dorky nerd with this gecko, you know. But at yeah. the same time, it's like, well, that's just pure yeah. excitement. So. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That was like yeah. me with our Burtons that night. Yeah. <laughs> it's so freaking red. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what? And you're like, it's just a Burtons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's a question for you, Jesse. Do you ever find that you have animals that like lose their luster for you? Or do you find that you're still excited about pretty much everything you see? Yeah. No, 100%. Um, like things like red belly black snakes are one. Like this, like this. I still love to see them, but like flipping tin and finding the red belly just i'm just or, or a marsh snake these days now i'm just like kind of because they you find them just about every time you flip go flip tin flipping i'm just like yeah cool like there's another one we'll put it i don't spend time with them anymore but like three four years ago i'd have been 
completely stoked yeah. going out and spending a full day looking and finding like a single marsh snake or something. But like yesterday afternoon, I think I found three red bellies, a marsh snake, a small one or something like that. And um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, we, we were looking for tigers. So that's all I thought was thinking about. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. At the same time, like they're always going to be a cool species to see. And it's always great to see all of them. But yeah, definitely not like as exciting as when I first would see them. Same with blue tongues. Like, I don't think many people would go off there, not over a blue tongue, but I remember I did when I first found one. And now, I don't know, flipping, I did a snake job for a blue tongue today and I was like cursing because we'd driven across Sydney for what I thought was a brown snake and get there and it's just a blue tongue sitting out on the grass. (laughs) (laughs) So talking about trips, like obviously we just talked about the one with your dad, but did you have like a favourite trip that you've been on with friends? Uh, Brigolo, the one we just did the Brigolo with, yeah, like Kai and Joanne and all them. Yeah, okay. That was I was, pre- I was pretty sure that was going to be your answer, but I wasn't yeah. sure if you might have like another one lined up as like a close second. Mm. I haven't done a great deal. I think I've done four or five, oh, four trips with my mates. Um, mm. no, I'd say probably that that Queensland one without a doubt um and then maybe the, the the northern territory i did last year yep in february probably second yeah awesome. but yeah how did you guys go in the nt did you um we did we had a two week it was a two week trip it was the longest trip i've ever been on yeah um because usually we just do like a week max sort of thing um so we did i think i forget how many nights we did a few nights like around darwin Kakadu and stuff, and then we headed down to the Barclay for three or four nights, and then back up to do like Litchfield and all that. Um, we got we got a fair few species, um, and I think, but I think yeah, the coolest things we saw were like speckled brown snake in the Barclay. Um, Did you get an adder? Like the adder? At Fog Dam, we got a. Are they? I think they're Barclay adders at Fog Dam, aren't they? They're there. Atkin Sofa's Hawkeye or something at Fog Dam. We got one. Um, but that was only out of we got that trip. Yeah, um, yeah we, we just saw a lot of the sort of common stuff. Seeing giant cave geckos and stuff was awesome as well. I'd love to see some. Um, yeah. Latoria Copelandi was, was probably my favorite frog that we saw. Yeah. They were sick. Um, but yeah, it was just a good trip. Did did you go with Jaden on that one? Yes. Yeah, because I, I just yeah. I was just doing the, the dates in my head, and I was like, I knew he was up the top end. Yeah. Um, when yeah. I was in the middle, so we were with him for a bit, um, and and then we kind of went down south to the Barkley, and they stayed up there. Um, I did a trip with Jaden like two months ago out to like near Cobar. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Do, do you do pretty good out there as well, or is it just kind of like a bit of a weekender? Um, yeah, we were chasing desert skinks and coral snakes. So we got we got two of the targets, which was the desert skink and the um, smooth knobtail. Yeah, but we missed out on the coral snake. Oh, okay. but yeah, that was a good little weekend trip. Do you have any other sort of like recommendations of any other like sort of trips that might be good for a bit of a weekender from Sydney? Hmm. 
What I, what I don't hear a lot of people doing is I don't hear a lot of people going south. They're either going west or north. Yeah. But I think there's yeah. still a few places down south that you could pretty... I've been meaning to get to Melbourne for like a year and a half. I've got a mate down there who I kept saying, right, I'm going to make it happen soon. And I, I still haven't got around to it. So if I don't end up going to Darwin next month, I'm going to go down to Melbourne for a couple of days to see things like the Lowlands, Copperheads and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you, not too many people do go south. I went to um, like Kosciuszko for a night. Yeah. Not that long ago, but it was like horrible weather. So it was pretty slow. Yeah. Um, I'll probably go down, back down there again soon because I want to get um, I want to get better photos of a blotchy. Even though you can get them in the Blue Mountains and stuff, I like the ones down there. Yeah. I want to get photographed from down there. There's some cool stuff over up in the Kosciuszko National yeah. Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome yeah. habitat there. Like it's yeah. just just so yeah. unique, you know, just yeah, that sort so of like, um, what do you call it? It's, it's almost a bit tundra Yeah. Yeah, um, Guthiga Skink's a big one I want to see down there. That'd be sick. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too we Didn't end up, yeah, didn't end up seeing them. Oh, there's always next time, mate. There's another goal for you, right? Gives you a reason to come back down. Yeah, exactly. You're seeing more of Australia than most people do in their lifetime. Yeah. So yeah. you got to take yeah. that as a positive. 100%. Um, so you've also recently started working at Reptile Relocation Sydney. What's that like to yeah. do re- uh, relocations as a day job? Yeah, it's cool. It um, it because I'm like I've got uni, I've got symbiote and stuff, so it's only a couple of days a week I can do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good. I love doing it. It's always good fun. You get a mixed bag of jobs, so you get jobs like today. I, did, I only did two jobs today. One was like a blue tongue, and then one was nothing. <laughs> um, it was, it was a black snake that had moved on, like because uh, most of the jobs are based like in close to the city or out out western Sydney sort of thing. So because I live in the Shire, it takes me 40-ish minutes to get out there usually. Yep. So it gives them a good bit of time to move on. Um, but we, like, with all the catchers in Sydney, we all work together and help each other out. So, like, whoever's closest will try and send to those yep. sorts of jobs. Um, but, yeah, we've had some cool things on there. Are you We're- studying herb-related stuff at uni or i'm doing a bachelor of science majoring in ecology and conservation biology nice. yeah it, it seems to be a thing with your your age group and yeah especially a lot of the herpers that are in your age group that i meet they're all doing something at uni that's you know ecology based essentially and yeah it almost yeah. seems like they all want to make a difference you know or, or yeah. at least yeah, learn about it and it's good to yeah. see Man, I just wish yeah. I could rewind ten years and same here. and do the same sort of stuff myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what everyone's um, said because I considered dropping out of uni and just like trying to get like full time at Symbio or something like that. But everyone I've spoken to said, "Don't do it. Like, just yeah. stick it out. Um, you'll regret it in ten years' time." And yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna stick it out. I'm almost like halfway through the course anyway. So yeah. We'll keep going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're already there. You're already locked and loaded. Like, yeah, for someone like us to do it, you know, <laughs> we've got like full time jobs and like mortgages yeah. and yeah, yeah we've got no like, chance of doing that. Yeah, yeah. I have to do it like nighttime by myself, but I don't have the time at night time yeah. to do it. So yeah, no. by correspondence, which would suck. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, when when you finished school, Jace, did you just jump straight into a trade? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, same Six as me. Months, I was straight into the trade. <laughs> I, 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 I've never since. 
I finished point now where I'm like, I wish I had something else. <laughs> hey, um, Luke, are you heading out with Michael on Saturday night? Hopefully, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he just yeah, then asked if I wanted to come. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, if I've got a chance to see a broadie, good chances with them. So yeah, yeah 50-50 yeah. at the moment. I'm just gonna see if I can get away. If you're going with that group, you've got a good chance because there's a good set of eyes. Yeah, a few eyes. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm lucky too because uh, one of my mates is going down. Um, down with him because he's he's stinging for a broadie and he lives around yep. the corner from me so he's like oh, i'll drive you <laughs> i was like oh, yeah nice. awesome yeah you know got a lift yeah that'd be good. i just got to get up here after work but yeah, yeah. no it's um yeah I, I jumped straight out of school and i had like one weekend and then jumped straight into a trade yeah so it was there was no uni or anything for me it was just yeah straight in straight i out. didn't feel like i was academic enough to study uni but i was one of those people that never applied myself unless i was into it looking back yeah. on it yeah i would yeah. have applied I'm, myself because i was 100 percent into it like like i've got so many books now and i read them all like i would have i would have applied myself because i was actually into it but yeah yeah i just thought at the yeah. time you know i'm, I'm not going to spend money on a university degree because i'll probably flunk yeah. it so i'll just go to a trade but yeah. yeah i had that same problem as well and um that's why i was considering dropping out as well because first year is just like the foundation work and it's like doing chemistry and all that sort of stuff yeah. and i can't stand chemistry but uh, it's got to be done. And second year is going to be a lot more course related. Yeah. And I feel like it'll be a lot easier to apply myself and stick it out. And it'll be a lot more enjoyable and a lot more interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you're doing the smart thing. And yeah, definitely. By yeah. staying there, because I think, you know, you could probably take that a lot further than, you know, if you were to drop out and do something else, I think you'd probably, be, this is just a personal opinion from an outside sort of thought. But yeah, I think you'd be, kind of missing out i think you could be doing but even if you there. finished it and then you decided you wanted to do something else yeah you still got that the yeah. you got it like, behind yeah, you yeah. under your belt yeah 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 you're not like yeah. me you know wishing you did something yeah. like that <laughs> wow well just to bring it back to kind of like your your call outs with um the relocation mob what are some of like yeah. the craziest call outs you had you've already mentioned the blue tongue but have you had any weird ones oh, like the other week i saw somebody had to get called out for a snail yeah yeah i saw that one um i haven't had too many crazy ones but i've had like there was one lady who was just screaming on the phone that she's got a massive snake in her yard and so i was like I'll just send send through a photo and we'll tell you what it is and so she sends through a photo of a blue tongue <laughs> and so um, we're like it's it's just a blue tongue like it's not it's not anything bad and she's like no no it's a massive snake it's a snake you have to come and so i went to that job and that was like it was two blue tongues mating, which was cool. Oh. Um, but I showed her them and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's sweet. So I just, so I just <laughs> drove out there and left them in the yard. Um, but, the, yeah, Corey's had some funny ones like that snail. He's had he's had a poo in the toilet that he's been called out to as well before. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brown snake. <laughs> fairly new to catching. I've only been on since, I think, August last year. So I haven't gone to any two crazy ones yet. But... Yeah, I've had a few interesting ones um, just through because I was with Sydney Wildlife for a bit, and I remember yeah. getting called out for a brown snake. It was supposedly forty-five centimeters long, yada yada mm. yada. I went out there and it was like maybe a twelve-centimeter blind snake. <laughs> it looks like a worm. Like this doesn't even count. Yeah. Like most people wouldn't even think this is a snake. But yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember getting called out to this guy's place in where is he? He was the back end of Terry Hill somewhere. 
yeah. and he had a diamond python in his house and I went there and the poor bugger was living in such a derelict building and there was just like mice running around everywhere in this guy's house yeah, like right. he was obviously not well but yeah there's this, this snake sitting <laughs> sitting on the couch full of mice yeah right <laughs> it's like you know, <laughs> okay, you know like yeah I felt sorry for That's that bugger good. though yeah but he's like oh yeah they come here every week <laughs> I'm like yeah yeah, there's a reason for it but yeah yeah that's always funny that's cool. I, I had this yeah. like uh, i remember this south african lady she called me for for a snake and it was it was like the, the a neonate um golden crown snake that was just floating in a pool and she was yeah. screaming and hollering and all sorts of stuff and, oh, and really? i was like i was saying to her i was like you come from like a land where you've got like mumbers and vipers yeah. and you know all this kind of crazy stuff and she was just like it's the small ones that scare me i'm like yeah. okay you know whatever yeah. everyone has their thing so i had a job um where someone put a carton of eggs out the front of the wall so that they try to attract the snake try and bring that back out. i thought that was kind of funny <laughs> a carton of eggs yeah i just I was trying to pull apart the retainer and I was like, what are they for? And they're like, oh, just try, just try and bring it out. <laughs> and don't know if that'll work. It's like those snake repellers you see. They sell yeah. in Bunnings. Oh, I've, yeah, I've done so many jobs with snake repellers there. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious, those things. Yeah. My um, my wife's uncle swears by him. He lives up in Orange and he's got him like every couple of meters around the property sort of thing. Yeah. Um, right. I love sending him photos of him like sitting on him basking yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, just give me two seconds. I'm just gonna grab my charger. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing I've never did was like snake volunt like rescues or anything like that. Like I thought about joining wires and stuff like that, but I just never never got around to it. So, oh look, it can be good fun as a bit of experience and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, like yeah, you it, get some pretty, you yeah. get some interesting stuff that happens throughout it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. There's always good stories. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, do you guys have anything else that you you want to touch on at all tonight? Not really. I can think of. It's been a pretty. You, you've just absolutely run through those questions, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. half the questions that I had written down here, you'd already answered them before we uh, got oh, really? a chance to ask them. So yeah, no, it was good. We just kind of let I you talk kind of fast. <laughs> no, that's good. That man, I'm so keen to go for this happy trip. Yeah. Like. I was yeah, flicking yeah. through your Instagram before you come on, like, because I've followed you for a while. And um, yeah. I was just looking at some of the frogs, man. Oh, man, I've, I've, yeah, I've got to get out and see some You'll get frogs. some nice frogs up up in, in the Northern Territory. Yeah. You'll have some, some real cool ones up there. But that's probably, yeah, that's probably one of the best places to get some of the sickest frogs up there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'd be I stoked to see some shrubs. Yeah, we're stoked. Yeah, same here. I'm at yeah, geckos and frogs on the thing. Yeah, yeah, no. It's I'd so love funny. to just knock out like a two week trip and just try and tick off like a bunch of the leaf tails and just drive up up north. Yeah, that's that's one of my trips I want to do. Yeah, I loved um, I love getting the big male frillies as well up there. They're so cool. Yeah, I'm I so love to see frilly. all that sort of stuff. Hey, because yeah. when I went there, I got nothing. I got a few water pythons, and that was like pretty much it. Yeah. Did you hope how long was that for a trip? Uh it was seven nights, but it was pretty much like a holiday yeah. for me and my wife. And yeah. then I was dragging yeah. her out at night trying to find snakes. So yeah, it, cool. it wasn't like a full on sort of hurt trip. So yeah. I'm, I'm figuring yeah, nice. that we got Yeah, this is this is redemption for me, basically. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll be in good hands if you're with Luke. Though. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. find your heaps of stuff. I think yeah, that's no. one of the things too, is if you go to like a different spot and if you team up with someone who's heard that area before. Like, yeah, 100%. You know, they know a couple of good spots on that. One thing we missed out on was um, uh, Northern Brown Snakes. Yeah. Mm. I really, really wanted to get one of those, but I've done, I think, three trips up there, total of four weeks, and we we haven't got one yet. Um, but we um, there was a... Yeah, there was another one we wanted to get as well. Oh, Jura Philisopoda. Yeah. We tried for that. I'd love to see um, one I of them. I really did see one of those, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you get one of those, I'll be <laughs> Anything geckos, yeah, this yeah. is me. Yeah. You'll love the giant cave geckos. Oh, They're so cool. I used to keep them. They're like yeah. biggest attitudes, those things. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, um, it's cool. Yeah, I'd love to see some of them for sure. And they yeah. don't let go when they when they get you. No, they don't. They don't. Pack a punch too for a little gecko. Oh, they're not little, but you know, yeah. for a gecko, they pack a yeah. decent bite. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first one we found, I had hanging off my finger <laughs> for like a good five minutes. And then I was trying to get it off my finger so I could take photos of it. And it slipped off and went in the crack and we lost it. <laughs> was so and then we found one like 15 minutes later. So we were sweet. But, they're pretty um, abundant up there, are they? The cave geckos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty easy to find. Yeah, well, we missed them. We tried for them on the, the one of, on one of the trips and completely missed them. But then we just pulled up at this random bit of escarpment at night time and shined them. And we got um, what did we get? We got like a handful of those. We got marmorata, and we were getting um, a Drew Jamada yeah. and stuff as well. Jamada are so cool. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I think the yeah, Philosopher cool. are my favourite though. Yeah, just for some yeah, they're sick. Yeah, they're just. Yeah. 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 He's going to try for Owen Pelix? I'd like to hope so. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah. Luke still hasn't found one, so I'm hoping no. that he's in that yeah. sort of mindset yeah. where he wants to find one. Yeah. Well, he found yeah, that, no. um, what was it? The, the children's python. The children's python. Yeah. Man. That one, it looks like, that's that so looks, silver. Yeah. yeah. It's, that would have thrown every me time, for sure. Every time we were walking around that spot and we would see a children's, my heart would sink for a second, thinking that, that it was a little Owen Pelix. They're similar color ones to the ones Luke. Have you seen the one Luke yeah. saw? Yeah. Yeah, was it, yeah. I think I think it might have been the same spot that he was at. Yeah. Um, we saw two looking like that, and they were just sitting in ambush in the perfect spot that you'd think an Owen Pelly was. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, don't worry. <laughs> See, for me, even finding a children's python yeah, would be absolutely yeah. insane because after they keeping them for years, like, yeah. I can really appreciate the, the just the natural habits of a basic children's yeah. python, you know? Mm. It's cool seeing him in ambush when you're walking around up there. Yeah, yeah pretty oh, much yeah. everything up there. I'll be stoked to see anything. Yeah, I, you know what I would really like to find? I'd really like to find some share, share, the Nephrus yeah. share. Oh yeah, you know, just because yeah. I've already seen the AMA and like to be able to tick yeah. another one off, like that would be yeah. awesome yeah. to see one there. And then at least I could go to Queensland or try to find some Asper or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get, um, we didn't get those up there. Yeah, but they would be cool. Um, those banded us. Really, yeah, one thing I really wanted to get up there was a red bockadam. We didn't. We've, we've seen a few grey ones, but um, the red. The, I really like those red coloured bockadams up there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My main things are leaf tails, chameleon gecko. Yeah. And um, yeah, green tree pythons. They're probably my main things I want yeah, to get. Nice. Yeah. You, yeah. You've always been kind of like a tropical sort yeah. of rainforesty oh, yeah. type lover in that sense, yeah. though. But also just anything geckos too, like any type of geckos. And there's a few, yeah, there's a few of the, a couple of 
obscure geckos that I'd love to love to see as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's just yeah, nice. Like I love like a lapids and stuff too, but I yeah, I think yeah, I think I'm just more more the geckos and yeah, for some reason yeah, they're man. just my thing. I think. I'm, yeah. I'm secretly hoping Jesse that this kind of changes his mind on a few of these things. Like I, I, I know that he's going to love the trip regardless, but I hope he gets just that like little bit more of an kind of like arid, yeah. arid rocky, gorgy sort of influence into oh, his ho- hobby. I've, I've been watching a few herping videos just in that area, and I'm, I can't wait to go out there. Like, yeah. there's, there's definitely yeah, stuff there's out there that I love, but um, yeah. oh, I can see me going back out there more than once, like for yeah. sure, like. Just as much as I want to go tropical rainforest, I would, yeah. I would definitely want. But I, I just want to see more of Australia, just pretty much everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So you um, you can spend like like we we spent two weeks up there and felt like there was still we only just scratched the surface and there was so much more to see. Yeah. Like like it's insane. It'll just keep drawing you back. I'd love, I would definitely want to go up to the Kimberleys one day. That's one place I yeah. definitely want to go. Yeah, hundred percent. I've got a I think I've got a cousin that lives up there somewhere. So yeah. Um, is that on? Is this your first trip that you're going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, first, yeah, nice one. So, I'm wait. still counting we this as my first one because it's like my first real one, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We um we were going to look at going to the Kimberleys in summer. Yeah. Um, later this year, so probably like December later this year. But I think we're considering doing Iron Range in June instead. Mm. Yeah, nice. And then we'll just do something smaller up there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Iron Range, that's that's definitely one one that I want to go to. So yeah, it'd be a cool one. Yeah, yeah. I think we were kind of hoping to tee something up for June as well up that way. So yeah, it just yeah. depends if yeah, it lines no. up because that seems to be the time of year to go up that way. So yeah, it does. Um, we both love our greens. Yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, my mates were up there though in the wet season and they cleaned up. Was that yeah. Shane and um? Yeah, and yeah, man. Yeah, been, yeah. yeah. The photos they put up, they I'm like, man, they got heaps of stuff. Yeah. Heaps of stuff I want to tick off. They got. I was like, yeah. man, yeah. yeah, yeah. They saw the what's that? There's a gecko up there. It lives in the metal blank. I can picture it. It lives in the rock escarpments up there. There's like a little, um, oh, the little black mountain. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see them. They're one thing I'd love to yeah. see as well. Yeah, they are cool. Yeah. So, um, but it seems like green pythons aren't tricky to find sounds it's like good. it no me if i wanted that on myself yeah. i wouldn't find one but if you go with the yeah. right person it yeah. sounds like you, you, you you're yeah. set to find one Man, so. they're bloody easy to find what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> luke's just no. pulled the baby out yeah. but um but yeah that's there yeah, they've always been a bucket that that was probably i remember the first time i went to the reptile park when i was like uh, i'm gonna say i was probably only like four or five yep. and um held like they put the diamond python around my neck. I remember, still remember yeah. that. But when we left, I got this book, and on the front of the book was a diamond python. I've still got the book to this day. It's been taped together like six hundred times. <laughs> yeah, but yeah right. that's that book is what basically yeah just set off my love for for green tree pythons. Yeah. was that book. Yeah, that's sick. So, but yeah, it'd be hard for someone to overlook them. Yeah, they're, they're so just... beautiful. Such a nice looking snake. And I, I think ours as well with that dorsal stripe, like that white yeah. dorsal stripe. Yeah. I reckon they're one of the more prettier looking. Don't get me wrong, yeah. I still it's... like I still love like all your um all your, you know, um might face stuff. Like I, I still like all the designer mm. chondros in that as well, but there's something about that green with that white dorsal stripe and yeah. they get that fluoro blue that, yeah, flecking that, yeah. through them. Mm. Yeah, it's just insane. Like I I still wish there's... I had my green tree pythons. Like 
There's some real cool monitors and stuff up there to see yeah. as well. Yeah. Really cool monitors to see out there. Yeah. Well, what uh, Jake sent us a picture the other day. That was a little bit further up, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. The, the, um, um, the Prasinath. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was sick. He was in yeah. the Torres Strait for that one. Torres Strait, I think it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, that was a crack of fire. Yeah. He got a heaps of photo of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, like, a lot of people yeah. had a glimpse of him and then. I don't get anything to show for it. Yeah, no, he got a good photo of it too. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, yeah, there's heaps of places I want to go now. Yeah. 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 And that's the best thing as well. It's like, no matter where you go, though, there's always going to be more to see. Definitely. And there's always going to be more to find. And yeah. like, there'll no be stuff you that you'll, you'll miss and you'll want to go back there and see. Like, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need a thorny devil. I need a gill and I. I need a blackheaded monitor. I need a wire. Yeah. You know, the list goes on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I can see me getting bit, I'm bitten hard already, so. Yeah. But, I, I still need to, I want to see Gil and I as well, badly. Yeah. They were, we, we went to Uluru for like, only like four nights, I think. Um, but we got like a, a cold spike of like 19 degrees and rainy. Um, but we didn't get, we, so we didn't get Gil and I. We got a few bits and pieces. Did you manage to score a but Parenti like, while you are there? Or a Tristus? Yeah. Nice. We got, we got both of those. Oh, wicked. Um, awesome. Both of those, we got Northern Spiny Tail, um, Ringtail Dragon, awesome. Centralian Eels Dragon, um, and that was pretty much it. A couple of fresh, freshly dead, like a really, really nice bright yellow Western Brown that had just been hit. Same as a Molga, same as another Tristus, um, same as the Central Bluey, same as the Thorny Devil. Mm. But yeah, Thorny Devil actually is one I really badly do want to see as well too. Yeah. yeah. It's just that iconic thing, yeah. I think, as well. Like, yeah. I'd love to see one. After seeing them at the yeah. expo that time, oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'd love to yeah. see them in the wild. We got another dead one in the Barkley, another dead thorny devil, and we tried hard for them um, while we were up there, but we couldn't make it happen. Yeah. So, uh, then we'll just have to go back to the Barkley. with another excuse yeah, to go back. Exactly. They were a heartbreak for me. I think I saw like between five or seven of them dead. Really? Yeah. I saw Sorry. I saw way more dead stuff than I saw live stuff. Like I, I'm sure I've talked yeah. about this tons of times, but yeah, it was like one live animal to every eight dead or something like That's that. Crazy, yeah. Eh? Oh, yeah. Cars yeah. and cats. They're like the thing yeah. that was weird weirding me out though is because this was like um, peak COVID wave, COVID wave in yeah last February, so yeah. the place was empty. Like you're driving the highways yeah. and you're only car for like miles so yeah. i'm just yeah. like well, who's running over all this stuff yeah. you know like it just yeah. must have been a truck that's come through and just cleaned up over the last couple of weeks sort of thing or whatever but yeah yeah it was pretty sad yeah that, it always hurts seeing those freshly hit things that your target species just in front of you i remember like i think it was like two weeks ago um i was down at my tiger spot I let this car overtake me i started going a bit faster so i could try and find something before they came and i was like not gonna be able to stop so i let him go and then they hit a baby tiger oh, that's the worst yeah. i've had that happen so many times where then you, yeah. you discover whatever it is writhing on the road yeah. and you have to you know put it out of its misery yeah, or whatever yeah oh, that's horrible. It's not fun. at the same time though sometimes seeing dors is kind of gives you hope as well yeah that things aren't moving yeah. and it's also kind of cool to see things like um you see like variation in things as well like mm. we've seen like you see a bunch of different looking 
animals, especially in brown snakes. We've seen so many whack-looking dead brown snakes on the road. Um, and it's just cool seeing all the different colors and patterns that you get them in. Yeah. They're I so think that's terrible. the thing with brown snakes, yeah, mm. all across, like, yeah. all the different types and, you know, even just in the same, just the different variation yeah. between them. 100%. Yeah, that's what I didn't really pay attention to, like, brown snakes too much before um, I started catching. And since since then, it's like seeing the variations in the eastern browns is insane. And then when we went to the Brigolo, I think I mentioned it in the post I made tonight, but, like, the seeing the um in the Aspidarinka, the you get like the banded ones or you get like a bright yellow one or an orange one. They've all got like different patterns on their napes and stuff. Yeah. It's just crazy and it's so cool to seeing seeing every different every snake's like looking different. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's Insane. and there's some absolute like some of the um like oh, what are they called? Went to blank. What are the the banded ones? The banded um brown snakes. Banded what? What are they called? Um, what do you mean? Oh, mental blank. Oh, ring browns. Yeah, ring browns. Some of the ring yeah. browns, man. Like you watch them move yeah. and it's like hypnotic yeah. almost. Yeah, 100%. I um, I was meant, I was going to be going to Central New South Wales next week. Yeah. But we're not because I'm, I'm working. But if we did, I'd be I'd really, really be trying for ring brown snakes. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. They're so cool. They're, I reckon they're probably one of my favorite genes, to be honest. Now, the Sudanaya. Oh, you got a yeah. Just looking through your Instagram there too. The file oh. snake. Oh yeah, that's awesome. They're they're cool. <laughs> Man, I still remember being up there, and I was looking in like all sorts of like random little like kind of waterways and things like that for for Mertens in the NT, and then I yep. stumbled across this German birder who he's like you know probably. 70 years old there with his wife and, he, and i'm like he's like what are you looking for because i didn't have binoculars on me like a weirdo apparently and um <laughs> i was like oh i'm looking for merton's water monitors you know like a goanna and he's like oh go to howard springs and you know they're just walking around everywhere oh yeah i didn't know what howard springs was yeah and i was like oh okay so my wife and i took off there and it's just like a family you know kind of like park essentially yeah. like and they're just running around like lace monitors like yeah. lace monitors do yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm like <laughs> that's not how i wanted to see them but this is fantastic at least i get to see yeah. 13 of them really easily you know yeah i think it's a bit different for birders too like compared to like herpers yeah well it just counts if they see it yeah that's right. Yeah. You know, whereas yes. I think herpers are kind of like, they want to see it in a bit more of a natural environment, not like yeah. obese Definitely. from eating sausages, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of yeah. Right in the bins and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we cheated when we were up the second time as well, because we hadn't seen them. So we just went to Howard Springs and saw them there. Yeah. Just to see them, get some photos. The thing that got, uh, that kind of jogged that memory for me though, was talking about the file snake, because apparently you get those there in that. I don't know. Yeah. That's what we got. Oh, yeah. We got right. there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't get to see um, those there, but I saw all the signs everywhere for them. Yeah, they 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 feel like a wet sock. Like <laughs> they're just so weird and so different. It's insane. They're so cool. I love, uh, but I really love the mud snakes that you get in Darwin, like the um the Fordonia, um the white bellied mango snakes and the Bocadams and stuff. Yeah. We we tried for um Rich Richardson's mango snake, I think. I forgot. Um, we tried for one of those and we didn't get them. So that was another thing we missed out on. 
And we also missed out on um, Mitch's, Mitchell's water monitors as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be so cool to see. The only time yeah. I've ever seen those was in uh, Rob Grabowski's collection when he was down here. Um, yeah. That thing was angry, man. It was like charging the glass oh, and yeah. stuff at him. It was, yeah, not yeah. a happy wizard. That's cool. What a, yeah, what a cool um, animal, but... Jaden got them. Jaden got both really? of those. But we went with him. Yeah. <laughs> it's always yeah. the way. Yeah. All right. It's because we wanted to see him as well, so they've got to find him. We couldn't. We'll um, but we'll definitely be back up trying to find those soon. Oh, that's wicked. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when he's gone? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That like it'll be pretty much the end of the wet season then, hey. That's what we're hoping is just yeah. just the end sort of yeah. thing. So it's Hopefully we don't get flooded out of anywhere and, you know, yeah, can kind of drive to most areas and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. It's like in central New South Wales at the moment, the flooding is crazy. Um, we were going to do Gundabooka. You can't do it because the road's completely flooded. Oh, yeah. The river's so high and everything that was just like a dirt road now, it's just a massive puddle. It's crazy. it's crazy. And there's a bunch of detours driving through as well because roads are completely flooded it's it's insane to see it's certainly different as well considering the last time i was out there it was bone dry wow I, it, that, yeah. that's that's something i'm excited about going back to that sort of area is seeing it wet because when i went it yeah. was ridiculously dry like fog dam was empty pretty much like the, what time did you go the first time uh early october it was about two weeks yeah. before the npr guys went and found the owen pelly <laughs> oh really <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our, yeah, our first one was up there in October as well. It's um, it's a lot slower. It's a lot different as well when in the dry season. But I can usually have a cracker trip. Yeah, he's hoping. He's hoping. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on and having a bit of a chat to us. Um, did you just want to throw out any sort of like information as to where people can maybe follow you over on your social media accounts and stuff? Oh yeah, I'm on um, I'm Jesse's Wildlife on i think just about everything um and then on the facebook page as well is um reptile relocation sydney for the one i catch snakes for i think that's that's pretty much it yeah it's definitely worth following both along to see some uh some pretty interesting snake relocations of, of the local sydney area but yeah definitely follow jesse over on his um jesse's wildlife instagram page because the photos are definitely worth it yeah i've been staring at them all night drooling <laughs> Alrighty guys, so we'd like to say a massive thank you to Eric and Owen and the rest of the NPR crew for having us. If you'd like to contact them, it's best to find them at moreliapythonradio.net and email them at info at Make sure to follow the NPR network on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. As far as contacting us on our social media platforms, you can email us at australianherptoculture at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Make sure to check out our Teespring store for podcast merch. The link is on the Facebook page. To see more of what Jason is doing, make sure to follow him on Facebook and Instagram at The Gecko Effect. For myself, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and Teespring under Peach and Scaly Beasts. We hope to have you back next week for another episode of the Australian Herpetoculture Podcast. Good night, guys. Good night.